Welcome to the Let's Talk BS Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. I got a, I got a song that's dedicated for uh, this week's episode. I'm going to play it real quick. Everybody hear that? All right, I cut it off. Yeah, all we need is one mic. <laughs> yeah, we had some technical difficulties this morning, and uh, we're limited to just one microphone. So hopefully, hopefully, you can hear us loud and clear out there. Uh, but yeah, like my man Nas said, man, back in the early 2000s, all we need is one mic. That's right. Yeah, one mic. All right, guys. So <clears throat> we had an eventful week. Yeah. Um, I know that we always like to start off the the week with what we did personally, just to kind of relate to our audience. But this week was definitely a week, at least for me. I was about to say, I say more yeah. more so for you than me. Yeah. You know, it was kind of regular regular scheduler yes. for me. But for you, I think you had a lot going on. I did. Yeah. So after the podcast last week, I think I kind of talked about, you know, us, me leaving the podcast and pretty much going to – North Carolina. So we went down to Charlotte Friday. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know yet, I am uh, half American, half Eritrean. And so when we got down there, we had, um, I had dinner. So we ate our traditional um, African food. And that was so good. It hit the spot. That's what I grew up eating like so you had you Every had it at a day. spot that in Charlotte. I know you went to Charlotte. No, so. we well well because we got in kind of late. Yeah, my cousin actually ordered it in, and so we actually ate out at her house. Gotcha. Yeah, but, but I she had got it. it from a spot I'm saying in yeah, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah. Cool. We, nah, we wouldn't listen. <laughs> we wasn't about to cook it because yeah. it's a very strong smelling food. So. Yeah, I remember um, last time I went to Charlotte. It's been a while now. Last time I went to Charlotte actually was uh, All-Star Weekend. So this was probably 2019, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, down in Charlotte because uh, there was All-Star Weekend then. And I got a cousin that lives down there. And then uh, Brooke, my wife's friend, she lives in Charlotte. And so it was pretty cool because uh, we saw my cousin, saw his family. And then um, we went to her house, my uh, Brooke's friend. And um, she actually made uh, – she, she's, uh, she's Ethiopian – um, and she actually made us some, um, you know, some African food, which was, it was really, really good. It was mm-hmm. really good. And I'd asked her, I remember if there were any places. She said that she had seen some or heard of some, um, you know, African places there in Charlotte. But she said she just likes to make it herself. So a lot of times. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I was just curious to see if. Uh, but my cousin, she lives in an apartment in Uptown. So yeah. it, when you cook that food. I had a whole drink cranking. Yeah. You're going to smell it for days. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, that's true. And then the hallway, everything. I mean, it's not as bad as making the uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember growing up, and, like, if we wanted to go out that night and our parents were cooking yeah. or making coffee. Yeah. Because they drink coffee more so in the evening. Yeah. We would, like, get dressed and then run out. Like, it was like we did a 100-yard <laughs> uh, dash through the front doors just so we wouldn't, our clothes wouldn't, wouldn't smell. smell. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's funny. Yep. We had, I mean, she got, she hooked it up, too. You know, like, the the uh, Airtree restaurant here, you go and you get, like, plates, right? Yeah. Here, they actually put it in, like, little 
little clear containers and you have more for like seconds and thirds and stuff. So we okay. literally spent a hundred bucks mm-hmm. and that food lasted from Friday to Sunday and we all ate multiple times. That's good. So restaurant hands down was awesome I, I would definitely go back there again that's cool so we had we did that that next morning woke up and we actually took the kids to it was like a it was a museum it was a kids museum but I think that it was based around stem because it had like a lot of different things that you can do or that that the kids could like ride on or even play with that was like more scientific okay um, they had a um, planetarium, like um, uh, almost like theater, okay. where you can go in and see the stars and stuff like that. And then they had like um, like a kids' escape room where you can go. Then they had like um, artifacts and things that were from you know dug up from mm-hmm. years and years ago. So they had three different levels, and it was huge. They had a bunch of fun. So then we left there. And we went to have brunch in Uptown somewhere. And we went to this restaurant. And as soon as we sat down, Carter was like, I am tired. And he came and sat next to me. I was like, okay, just put your head on my lap. And I swear, two seconds, he was out. Wow. Like, wow. yeah, he was done. So then he ate. I'm sorry, he slept the whole time wow. that we ate brunch. I ordered some mussels. My cousin ordered some shrimp and grits my kids had i think jada ordered like steak and like potatoes and i was eating good so y'all had to eat y'all had the the african food and Mm -hmm. then like at the crib because y'all had ordered it the night before and then y'all went out and 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 got down like that that's what's up yeah and then my oldest she got um chicken and funnel cake so they they had a spin on their chicken and waffles so it was like chicken and funnel cake so i love me some funnel cakes man Love me some fun That's what she had, and she liked it too. Like she was excited about it. So <laughs> after we left there, we went to the house and we kind of chilled. And then you know we ended up having adult time, me and my cousin. So we went out um, and grabbed some drinks in the place that we went to um, in Charlotte. It's not a club. It's kind of like a lounge place, but then like people come. And you could do hookah, and I think you could buy bottles. I don't really know. I didn't really see people doing that because it's so, like, chill. Mm-hmm. But I, when I say chill, like, I literally had on the flannel and some leggings and some Timberland boots. Like, <laughs> it was so chill. Gotcha. <laughs> and I wore that to the to the, um, to the the museum earlier in the day. So okay. we got there. Um, we started uh, drinking, obviously. We had our adult beverages. And then we ordered a hookah because my cousin likes the hookah. So, I, you know, we did that. And next thing you know, we just started having fun. I made a connection with a real estate agent. Well, actually, I made a connection with someone who was sitting next to me. And then we were talking about, like, our careers and our waitress. She was, like, a, 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 a banker for a local bank. And so we were talking to her and we were talking about, like, what we do and then – the guy was like, oh, you're a loan officer or you're a mortgage banker? He was like, I, I got an agent. She, she's pretty um, popular here. He was like, I'm going to call her up here. So he called her and she came. And then we we connected. So it was like, it was real cool. Like, it was, it was a up. nice time. So then 
left there the next day. I woke up because I hadn't adulted like that in a long time. <laughs> woke probably, up and, probably was feeling like how Carter felt the day before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I woke up at 11.30. I ain't woke up. Hold on, you said 11.30 in the morning? Yes. Sheesh. I haven't woke up at 11.30 since I was in my early 20s. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I had, I had a time, so we, we had a time mm. last night. That's all we kept saying. On <laughs> so we, um, we did that and then we headed back, um, that when we got back, I mean, we pretty much just chilled and that we kind of rolled right into Monday and, um, <clears throat> Monday, my daughter ended up getting a concussion. She got hit in the head. Anybody who plays volleyball, there was a. She's playing on now her school team because that started tryout started on Monday, and on the very first day there were a couple girls who are not familiar with volleyball. So when you when they put up the nets, they use these poles and they they put them into the into the gym um, floors, and that's kind of like what holds up the net. Well, a couple of the girls were trying to help out, and they pulled up the pole, not realizing how heavy it was because it's it's a really heavy heavy pole. And they pulled it up, and it was so heavy that it started to fall back. The top started to fall backwards. And my daughter just so happened to be standing right there, and the pole hit her on top of her head. Wow. So then that led into us, you know, having to go to the ER, Mm. having to have a trainer assess her, and she ended up getting diagnosed with a mild concussion. Okay. And then... Yeah, then, you know, obviously we had to follow up with doctors and stuff. So now she's good. She's doing a gradual return. And even though she couldn't try out, she still made the team. So that's good. That was that was a good thing. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. I I had my first chiropractic um, appointment this week. That how was that? So we get there and he's like, we do like a, a we had a group introduction. So every anybody that was new. That was the, that was going to be their first day. He mm-hmm. kind of like talked to us about, you know, the the <clears throat> what what it means and you know how it can help you and your plan and how long you should get it, how often you should get it done, and things like that. Then we broke out into these different sessions where we would go over our individual X rays and we would go over like our individual plans. And so after that was done, we I ended up getting it do- getting my my back done and you know my neck and all that stuff and I was actually kind of scared I ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> I remember you mentioned that before yeah, yeah I was laying on the on the thing it wasn't that I'm bad like, though right <clears throat> yeah, yeah right it was not bad at yeah, all yeah. but laying there you know he he put his hand around my neck and then did this thing and oh, I was yeah, just kind of trying to loosen it up a little bit and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I was> <laughs> <like>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the noise more than anything. It's yeah. just like going to the dentist. Like, I don't yeah. have no fear of the dentist. Like, yeah. do whatever you want to do. It's the noise that, yeah. that that bothers me. So I can understand that. Got that done. Um, Let me see. What else did I do? Oh, and then on Monday, um, I actually um, got renters that signed a lease. So I had to go and, like, place, <clears throat> do the filters, put in fire extinguishers, um, do some little cleanup stuff, and then actually I got some um, landscaping done, but the person did not put down seeds, so I had to go to Home Depot, get some seeds, and then I went out there and put the seeds down, and thank God it's raining today, so yeah, that'll help. hopefully, you know, we see some grass and this, this one little spot here coming soon, um, so I actually got out there and d- did that. 
Okay. Um, I had an agent meeting <laughs> yesterday at the oceanfront. I was supposed to have one on Tuesday that got rescheduled. And then, um, let me see. We had the Buffini on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've been scouting um, different, like, areas to have our second event. So I've been trying to run and go take a look at all these different little areas throughout uh, Virginia Beach and um, Norfolk just so we can get a idea with uh, venues for our next event. So okay. I've been busy. I was about to say. Ooh, twelve minutes in the podcast, man. Yes. Yeah, that's that's look, that's the longest I think oh, run that you had. Oh, and then I had a um, there's a chief event, almost like a uh, it's the it's the birthday of the chief mess, and so I have a agent that's also a chief who reached out to me and wants to um, do the event together. So we had a meeting about that, and the great thing is is they already have 155 people who actually have signed up for the event, so. We discussed that, and we talked about the giveaways and all the things that are coming from that. So, yeah, Man. busy, busy, busy. They used to look. They used Brian. to call me. They used to call me Busy B. So I can't look. I call you Busy Fee. Remember, busy remember feet. that? Remember that song back in the day? Um, who was the one? And be like, we we always used to like pound on the desk. Do. Oh, that's grinding. Grinding. Yeah, that's what I was doing. VA, VA, what up? <laughs> is that where he from? Yeah, he from Virginia. That's, I for, ain't that's know that. for real. That's that's the clips. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Pusha T and Malice. Look, I ain't know. Man, that's terrible. Yeah, uh, grinding. Yeah. Matter of fact, hold no. on. Uh-uh. Since, since, no, uh, uh, no, we can't. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. no, no. I'm, I'm gonna go to it since you don't know. I this. know who it is now. You just told me. I know who Pharrell is. Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna play it just real quick, just since she didn't necessarily know. Yes, this right here. I'm your pusher. Pharrell. Yeah. <laughs> Pharrell from VA stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just had to plug, well, I had to I plug was, the hometown. I was grinding in VA. There we go. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, you week. had a, I was about to say, your, your week uh, slash weekend was, was, was a lot going on, but it sounds like it was very productive and you had fun too. So that's always, oh, yeah. you always want to balance that, uh, you know, yes. like you said, that, that grinding or that work. Uh, yeah. With some pleasure Work as well. hard, play harder. There you go. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, I had a little bit of fun this weekend too. Um, on Friday, and we, like I said, we recorded last Friday. Yep. Um, that evening, um, me and my two buddies, uh, Shyle and Sherman, we uh, went to a place called Neat Bird. So there's a new area in Chesapeake. They're actually creating basically a downtown Chesapeake. Yeah. Um, and it's called Summit Point. And so... Is it called? Oh, yeah, downtown. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're creating a downtown Chesapeake. Um, you know, pretty much in Hampton Roads, we have a downtown Virginia Beach. We have a downtown Norfolk, downtown Portsmouth, downtown Hampton. I mean, pretty much most of the seven cities has a downtown area. At Chesapeake, we we do not. That's where I reside. I reside in Chesapeake. I grew up in Virginia Beach, but I've been living in Chesapeake for the last, like, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see that they're actually creating a downtown area because a lot of times we would always have to go to Virginia Beach or Norfolk to kind of get that environment that we were looking yeah. for as far as the downtown feel. So um, anyway, we there's a new new area uh, called Summit Point, and uh, there's a brand-new restaurant that just opened up called Cork and Bull, um, and also a restaurant that opened up a couple months ago called Neat Bird. And so two of my buddies were, were uh, I would say, bourbon whiskey um, connoisseurs. We, we love them. We collect them. And so uh, one of my, my buddies, Sherman, he's an accountant, uh, CPA. And so he, uh, he hit us up. We have a group text, and he was like, hey, man, 
you know, I've been working 16, 18 hour days, you know, because of this obviously being tax season. So he was like, I just need some, I need some fellas, man. I need, I need us to get together and just have a couple of drinks just to kind of unwind a little bit. So we, we checked with the wise, got the, uh, the stamp of approval, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to link up Friday night. And, um, so we, we hung out, we went to neat bird first, had a good time, had some wings, had some drinks there. And then we just walked right across the street to uh, Cork and Bull and uh, ate some appetizers and had some drinks there as well. And it was nice. I mean, I think they had just opened up maybe two or three days prior to that. And um, it's the same owner. They're we pretty met the- booked, too, because I actually tried to make reservations there for two weeks from now. And yeah, book. yeah, yeah. But well, I, I will say this, though. A lot of people don't know that they're open, even though with them being booked like that. When we were there that night, it was a lot of people there, but... I think they only booked reservations for a certain amount of seats. There was people that were just walking in that was able to get seated immediately, you know. So, yeah, so I I wouldn't necessarily just say, you know, it's not an option, I guess, for you whenever you're planning on going. But, um, but yeah, we sat at the bar, uh, watched the basketball game, and the owner came out. He shook our hand personally. Um, He actually, we talked about cigars. Um, He gave us a couple of cigars. We went on the the balcony area. Was he there, like, Doing that with everyone, or did y'all? No, he personally. Out? Yeah, he. Yeah, I think we just stood out. I mean, because we spent a lot of money there, so I think he just kind of wanted to come out and say, oh, "Hey, okay. yeah, That's we, cool. yeah, yeah." So he came out to us, shook our hand. His name is Ken. Um, I'm familiar with a couple of other other restaurants that he owns. There's a place called Riverstone in Suffolk, a place called Decoys in Suffolk that he owns as well. It's another Italian spot in Norfolk that he owns too. I can't remember the name of it, um, but we were just having a casual conversation. And then, um, like I said, he offered us a cigar, all three of us. We went out and smoked a cigar on their balcony area um, and just had a, had a good evening. Had a good evening. I ain't going to lie. When I came home, I was feeling buzzed. Like, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> but that normally, I know for me, I like I like smoking a cigar, um, but I normally like a cigar gives you a certain type of buzz and, a, and alcohol gives you a different type of buzz. So normally when you combine both of those, it's kind of a... It, it, it's a different feeling. So I remember when I came home that evening, I was feeling, I don't know, I was feeling away, as I can say, right? So, um, but it was cool. We had a really good night, fellas. We, we enjoyed ourselves. Uh, the oysters, we had oysters, some mussels, I think you had mentioned, and also we had some uh, steak bites. Steak bites were amazing. Like, that was really, really, really good. Nice. Um, the next day, <coughs> my son had his, uh, his basketball game. He did well again. I was a... Uh, we were designated to bring the snacks again. Um, so, you know, after the game, you know, I set up shop and all the kids ran over and uh, got the, the chips and juices and stuff. Um, and then later that day, uh, we had what's called Bestie Fest. Uh, my son's school um, every year is kind of like their dance, I guess you can say, where, mm-hmm. you know, the parents come, they have different activities. And uh, at first it was just going to be me and him, but then we found out that because my daughter and son go to the same school, uh, we found out that, that you know the other my, my daughter was welcome to come as well. So oh, you know good. we all uh, we all went. My wife, myself, and my two kids, and uh, we had a good time, man. It was really really cool. It was a dreary day, kind of like it is today. It was raining on Saturday, um, so you know to be inside. They had uh, like hula hoop contests. The kids were doing that type of thing. Um, they had like food and activities for the kids to do. They had yeah. a limbo contest. So, you know, seeing my son and daughter like doing the limbo, it was funny. I, I just remember that brought me back to when I used to kind of, you know, do those things when I was a kid. I got a limbo stick at the house. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we it was, play that in the summer. Yeah, well, we do it in the summer. In the summertime. So, like, um, we got these wooden poles and then the wooden stick. And yeah. then, like, you can, they have like colorful latches. Yeah. And every time. You know, they go under, yeah. dropping a latch. So yeah, they had just, they just had two people <coughs> holding them, and just kind of you know, a person they were both yeah. on both sides just put it down each time. But it was yeah. cool. Like I said, the kids, 
thoroughly enjoyed themselves. Man, I had a uh, they had a daddy daughter dance where they played that um what's that song that they're a Frozen song. Uh, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, they played <laughs> Let It Go, and it was funny because they had a DJ was DJing, and I was sitting there, you know, dancing with my daughter, and she was just looking into my eyes, man. And I kind of had a moment, and I got a little little tears in my eyes, and it was funny because I look up at the DJ, my man is like this, <laughs> wiping his eyes. I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, so he feeling what I'm feeling too, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like he may be thinking about his daughter or something like that or whatever. Um, but yeah, hilarious. it was it was cool, man. Like I said, the kids enjoyed themselves. Uh, it was. And all you of, saw tears? No, yeah, buddy was yeah he was probably ten feet from me. I, he was he was crying. Yeah, he was crying. He was crying harder than I was. I, would, I you couldn't. There wasn't tears that fell down my face. My you know how you about to cry, your eyes get watery. So I was looking at my daughter, and she was just like looking at me. She was just looking up at me, kind of just like smiling and looking at me. So I was kind of getting emotional, and then so I just kind of tried to move my my eyes away from her so I wouldn't cry. And I look over here, my man's bawling like he's. <laughs> Bowling, crying. So I was like, "Wow," but um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much uh, my weekend. That was Friday and Saturday. So I had a an eventful weekend. Sunday, I just kind of relaxed. You know, did a normal Sunday thing, laundry, cleaned up. You know, get prepared for the week. Um, my week has been pretty regular. I, I guess you could say. I mean, um, Monday uh, I had it was the end of the month. So Monday I had a uh, oh, yeah, a, well, excuse that. me, Tuesday I had Tuesday was the end of the month. So Tuesday I had two closings. Um, and Monday, uh, we're just kind of like, you know, coming off the weekend, real busy day, trying to get those two loans to close. And, um, had an issue come up with, uh, one of the loans, as we previously mentioned before, um, you know, sometimes things will come up in the 25th hour, but we were able to problem solve and, you know, have the buyer close on time. And he was very excited about that. Um, so it was good to close out February, um, had a really good month as far as numbers wise. So I was excited about that. Um, actually got a couple of ratified contracts this week, so March is looking up as well. Um, I know things are a little bit slower in our market, but, um, you know, like I said, uh, been still been able to get some deals closed, so I'm excited about that. Um, what else happened this week? Um, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know. That, that might be it. I, I know you're the one that had all the things really going on for well, this ha- week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty much my week in a nutshell. Um, what what else did you have going on? Anything else coming up at all, or that you well, had this past week? No, that I miss nothing else. Not well, it to you know this month is Woman History Month. Yeah, it is. So you know that's that's exciting. I'll I'll talk about that in a little bit, but no, any everything else was just pretty. I mean, what I saw coming up in the news that was pretty funny to me was uh. Um, the Michael B. Jordan thing, and speaking of Michael B. Jordan, that movie comes came out to, is coming out to, or did come out today, yeah. which is Creed Three. I'm definitely so gonna I'm check excited. that out. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see that. Um, yeah. I, I like, you know, the first one, the second one, and I like the dynamic of um, how he was with his girlfriend, and then she had the disability and yeah. all that good stuff. Like it, it's a it's a really good. Um, it's a really good uh, movie, so I'm excited to see. And then, you know, Michael B. Jordan, he's been doing a lot of press, you know, yeah. for, uh, for this for this movie. And so there was some words exchanged on the red carpet yeah. um, this past weekend uh, that actually came up in conversation uh, right after it happened. And so, what what uh what what's your what's your take on it? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was it was funny, man. So, you know, just to kind of explain what happened so folks understand in case they didn't see it. But 
Um, you know, like Sophia mentioned, Michael B. Jordan is uh, doing a lot of press for the movie that just came out today. Mm-hmm. And um, he was on the red carpet. I think there was either a private showing or just kind of just, you know, just press about the, the yeah, just on the red carpet about the movie. And um, a woman came up to him and, you know, asked him some questions. And then so she said, uh, hey, you know, like, you remember me? We went back, you know, we were back in seventh grade, so-and-so class or whatever. And um, you could tell Michael B. Jordan's demeanor kind of changed. He kind of had like a little look at her like that. He kind of, if people are looking out there on YouTube, you can kind of see how I'm looking. Kind of had like a little look like that. And he was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you used to, you used to call me corny. You used to call me corny. And, no, uh, he said corny, right? Yeah, he said corny. That's right. He said, yeah, corny, right? Corny, right? And then so um, she was like, nah, 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 misquoted. And then she said, uh, nah, she said something else after that or whatever. But definitely she, misquoted. Yeah, she, she, like, said, uh, she said definitely misquoted. And she was just like, nah, it's not. Basically, she was saying like, nah, it wasn't like that. She said Yeah, she said it wasn't like that. Yeah, she said that definitely misquoted. Yeah, yeah. She was like, nah, it wasn't like that or whatever. So um, there was a big, I guess, uproar. Not uproar, but just a lot of conversation. I know the next day or two days after that, um, Joe Button had some comments about the situation. He said if, because uh, the woman, she was a black woman, um, he said if the woman was white, he wouldn't have acted like that. Um, he wouldn't have said that to her. And so um, there's been a lot of conversation about it. And me, my personal feelings about it is, um, you know, she and him obviously known each other from a, from a while back. And it sounded like, at least the, the soundbite that I heard, that, you know, she had some jokes for him back when they were younger, which it happens. I mean, people joke you. It is what it is. Um, and when he saw her and she brought up them, you know, obviously knowing each other from way back, mm-hmm. you know, it. I think that kind of, you know, triggered him in, in saying like, hey, yeah, I mean, I remember you used to call me corny. And, I, and me as a guy, you know, growing up, I remember – um, being called, you know, names, you know, being called corny and stuff and, you know, being called whack. Uh, but it, it's cool because like, it's funny because it's like a lot of the people that would call you that because, you know, like there was a certain way of being cool, right? Everybody wanted to be cool. Everybody wanted to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so if you were if you were different from them, right, then you were looked at as being corny or whack, right? And so I remember people call. I remember to this day, I'm 36. I remember people that called me that when I was younger. Like, and I still, like, I wouldn't say walk around thinking about it, but if I see those, if I see that person, it would definitely bring me back to those situations. And so I can understand how Michael B. Jordan reacted in that situation, um, you know, as far as saying, hey, yeah, I mean, I remember you used to talk about me. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's my personal opinion, but I know that there's been, you know, I don't think color played a role. I know a lot of times when people um, have conversations, they always bring up the race card. And to me, you know, sometimes it's warranted. A lot of times it's warranted. I don't think this had anything to do with her being black or white. And, you know, I know a lot of times, I know people are not going to want to hear me say this, but, you know, especially, you know, we do, you know, go at each other way too much, us, you know, black folks, um, you know, but I don't, I just think that this was just honestly a situation where they, it was a situation where you had two people who had history um, ran into each other. Um, obviously there were some words that were talked about beforehand and, and Michael B. Jordan, to me, anytime that you are, you joke or talk about somebody, they have a, they have a, they have the ability to react however they feel so, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming at them in a negative way. And it mm-hmm. sounds like that, that there was some negative words that were shared. Don't know exactly, wasn't there, but I mean, he had a little, uh, you know, a little pettiness in his remarks or his, the way he acted in the situation. And it is what it is. I think they both handle it honestly fine. So. so you feel like it was warranted? 
I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I do. Yeah, I feel I like it was more. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> 100% disagree. I yeah. don't feel like he should have addressed it on the red carpet. I do feel like he came for her. And I personally feel like <clears throat> if he came, so you, it's all about context because we don't really know if he was addressing when they were kids or if he was addressing the interview that she did. Because she was recently um, on an interview, like she did an interview or she did a, she, I guess she's a Some podcaster, podcaster yeah. or something like that. And she was talking to someone, and basically she was stating that he was a corny kid growing up. And she was like, but that's not a bad thing. She didn't say that it was, like, something that was horrible. She just was like, well, that's just what it was. And that was the word that was used. And so the the person that she was speaking with was indicating that it corny was pretty bad, right? And so when Michael B. Jordan walked and passed her and she was talking to him and he said corny right he never said what time frame he was referring to and so b took it as it was from when they was kids well that's what she I said, took it she, as, said she, I mean, she, she, she just said that we seven. go back way back till we was kids she never said anything about being corny mm-hmm. and he only said corny right so it could have been the interview that he was referring yeah, to, in my opinion, one. or it could have been when. Now, for me, I feel like if it was when he was a child, we grown. You successful, like. But success that don't, just because you're successful doesn't mean that you can't that you don't have you don't feel a certain type of way about how when true, someone says something. But to people you. talked about like listen, success doesn't like erase people none talked of all about of that. people talked about me and my forehead. I have a big forehead. Y'all probably can't see it too, too much because oh, no, They can hair. see it. They can see it. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you see. Y'all see what I'm saying? I got talked about my – I grew into my forehead. Like, just imagine me being 150 pounds lighter with this same forehead. Like, I walked around looking like E.T., for real. My head was huge, right? Yeah. Was or is? Which one? <laughs> See, still, still, light, right? Yeah, still. but you told me you cool, so I can do that with you. I mean, I'm just saying everybody's not like that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I, like just on, because wait, how listen. you go ahead. So, so listen, back yeah. back then, it used to really bother me. I thought like, dang, why I gotta have like the big forehead and the skinny body, right? Mm-hmm. It used to really bother bother me. So then when I blossomed into being what I am now, now that none of that stuff that happened when I was a kid, it doesn't like dictate me now like I'm not like worried about any of that and even if I saw the people who used to talk about me I wouldn't care because I'd be like okay well look at me now I, I still got the big forehead but you you I, I'm sure now you've tried to either talk to me or at or but see, but see what you're saying like I blossomed he blossomed too obviously but what you just said you said look at me now right, right. so that was him saying that that's all not he said not really that was what he said I mean he said corny right like look at me now like I'm corny but like, I I'm wouldn't corny. say that I, it would be more so like a like a, like okay, like like. But he didn't say. That's what I say. He, he that did. Was, he didn't he say. Said, he didn't. Corny, he, right? he didn't like say. He had a toot about it. But like he a said. What I'm saying is, he didn't say. Look at me now. You just said yourself that. You know, like a guy. Uh, I guess people, whoever, probably tried to holler at you. Like now, you have. You feel like you have I've surpassed. Blossomed you've blossomed. Into so you that that is different, and and for me, like I grew into me. Like I correct. grew into being comfortable with me. Correct. Right. So there's nothing that anybody can say. People can still address my forehead today. Correct. And I know exactly who I am. So I'm not going to because you say something about my forehead. I'd be like, 
mad about it. Like, no, nah, it but don't that, bother me. But but what I'm saying, though, is that you're talking about somebody saying something today. We're not talking about him saying We're We're talking about. I mean, he still could be. I mean, what if she what if they had him been talking about he's corny now? I mean, I feel like they did still say he was corny now in that interview. Right. On the podcast. Yeah, they, they did. They did. Yeah, they, they said still that. said it was current. So, I mean, regardless of the fact, I just feel like. <laughs> like your daughter's song when y'all was dancing. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I just. I guess for me, it's just when people. To me, the word when pe- when people call each other names or call each other things, corny to me is not something like that's not. There's no positive. That's not positive. Like that's calling someone a name, right? That's saying that you are a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Like what is corny? Like what you know? what I'm saying like so why. Like I think so, you're just taking it. To, is, is this is this personal? No, it's not personal. I'm okay. just saying it's just it's just funny because, like, when people call someone, it didn't matter the word. It's not about the word corny. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of when you call someone a name, right, mm-hmm. or label somebody as something, right, mm-hmm. um, and they react to that negativity. You don't have the say so of how they're going to react to it or say, hey, you can't do this because of the situation. Hey, we're on a red carpet. Hey, this is this. This is where their paths collided the next time that they saw each other. And that's that was his response because he heard what she said or the people around him was talking about. Because it's oh. no different. I, I've had situations before where um, and I don't again, I, it, may, it may be different. I, it may be different for you. But I've had situations before. It's almost like collateral damage. Right. Where you have a set of people and let's say a couple of people are talking about you right or saying something about you but if you're amongst those people and you're allowing that to happen to me you're it's just as it's just as you saying it like that's how i look at it you know what i'm saying so especially if we have a history like they don't know me like you know me right so for you to be around someone to talk about me like that and you know i ha- i feel a certain type of way about you saying things to me that is is not in an uplifting positive manner I can react how I want to react to it. And that's how I feel. Like, I mean, we just we, we may have a different um, view on it, but I remember just the way I grew up, the principles I grew up on. Like, if somebody was talking about me and we have a history, we cool, I would like for you to come tell me or, or you to be like, nah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but for you to condone that behavior, you're just as guilty as the person that's saying it. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. I mean, I agree, I agree with some of what you're saying, but I do feel like if it, if it was – if he was reflecting on his teenage years or even, shoot, younger than that, yes, let it go. But if he was referring to the interview, then I feel like, okay, cool, address it, but I feel like it was misdirected. He he addressed the wrong person. So, there's it, it, I mean, we, it's just a lot of unknown is, yeah. is what, I, what I get from it. But I do feel like something that happened – when he was a child, I mean, Michael B. Jordan been acting since he was a child. Like mm-hmm. he was in um, The Wire. The Wire, mm-hmm. yeah. He was what? He had to be like he was in teenager. the corny years. <laughs> I guess you could say. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like what? We, I, I, at some point, I feel like we all were corny. At some point, I mean, nobody is just a hundred percent like off the, right off the bat like popular. You learn to become that, right? Like, you learn to know. fit in. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's funny. I just looked at, I guess, growing up, when people call people corny, the people who they call corny seem like the people who actually end up doing stuff with their life. I'm it, just going to be honest with true. you about it. So that, like, that's true. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, that's still... But you can fit in it's still and not be corny. A, it's still not okay. You just know like what you mean? could be a nerd like I, like and just, be popular. Yeah, you I could. I mean, you could be... You could. But both. I guess to me, when you the way you say it and how you say it, I mean, if it's in a negative manner, that's not cool. Like, yeah. I guess that for me... 
I mean, just growing up, I didn't joke people. Like, I didn't. That, that was something I never really did. Like, I don't know you. You just joked me two seconds ago. I'm talking about, Sophia, I'm, I'm joking you <laughs> in the sense of I know you brought it up. You talked about your head. So I'm I'm talking about a situation. <laughs> I'm talking about just being, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm, I'm talking about just as, like, when I'm younger, I didn't call people corny or whack or nerds or stuff like that. I just didn't do that. You know what I mean? Because who am I to say that to, to the next person? That's all I'm saying. But if you're talking about your your head and your forehead, and me and you have talked about this all the time. So it's like, don't let this camera, this interview, or this episode, like, take it out of context. Like, I poke fun at your head because you opened the door for me to do that. Like, that's what I do. You know that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you funny, man. Okay. Because <laughs> I didn't make fun of people, but two seconds prior to that. No, what I'm talking like- again. I'm, what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about is calling people corny and whack. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Saying that you have a big forehead after you said, "Hey, I have a big forehead." To me, that's totally different. Okay. That's like that's like me saying, "Hey, I'm corny." I tell myself, hey, I'm corny, and then you just echo what the person said. You just said, hey, I had a big forehead, and I grew into it. I was like, I'm just repeating back what you just said. <laughs> that's different than me. You don't, you don't I think that's the same thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if I come out and say something about myself first versus you just coming and say something t- about me, it's, there's no difference in that at all? I mean, I'm, you're still talking so. about somebody. I mean, it's the definition me, of just because I address something about me doesn't give you the right to talk about me. But talk about you? Okay. Or say it about me. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I guess we just look <laughs> at that differently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I say I got a big head and somebody else says that, they, that you have a big head, to me, that's not talking about somebody. If I if I am if the already, one, okay. if, I, if I've already put it out there in the atmosphere and addressed it. Okay. Like, talking about somebody is saying something negative about them, like, and there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I look at it. But okay. Again, it's different. I know that Michigan <laughs> thing is different from VA. We in VA, it's a little different here. So. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a little different because I, yeah. Y'all think about that. What y'all think? Tell, yeah. <laughs> tell us what y'all think. Because <laughs> I said, I don't know if y'all can see because of my hair. He was like, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't go hide it. It's basically what you was trying to say right off the it's bat. That's not, not what I said. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So the month of March, starting uh, March 1st, um, it's Women History Month. So we want to recognize Miss uh, Biddy Mason. She was Biddy, the Biddy. <laughs> she was the first Black African American woman uh, real estate agent from 1866 up until 1891. So shout out to this woman who paved the way um, in real estate for women like me. So. Um, hopefully, you know, every week we can give a shout out to someone in this industry um, that's a woman that paved the way for us and kind of started this all. So, shout out to Miss Biddy Mason. Shout out to Biddy. Yes. Biddy and her family. Yes. So, um, every week, you know, we always like to exercise your knowledge. That's our next segment. So, during exercise your knowledge, we're going to ask you a mortgage related question and we want you to think about the answer to this question. We want revealing up front. We want you to think about it, hold on to it, and then later on in the episode, we will reveal that answer. So today's exercise your knowledge question is, at what age can you purchase a new home? So, or a home. doesn't have to be new, but when can you purchase <laughs> a home? <laughs> new to them, right? New to yeah. them. <laughs> new to you. Yeah. <laughs> so what? how old do you have to be? That's a good question. Is ultimately what 
That's a good question. And a lot of times you got these different yes. age, hey, you got to be this yeah. age to drink, this age to, yeah. you know, buy a lottery ticket, this age to serve the military. Correct. Like, you know, it's all these different ages. So yep. wonder, how old do you got to be to how buy a house? Yep. How old do you have to be to yeah. buy a house? Yeah. All right. So today's topic is, um, I know we always talk about, like, credit. We always talk about um, loan products, right? Um, today, we kind of want to talk about those individuals who may have had hardships in the past and they have gotten past it. So what those hardships are and what those time frames are that were required in order to move forward to purchase a new home. So um, today's topic is bankruptcies and foreclosures, right? Mm-hmm. So... I'm not really sure. I'll let you explain what a bankruptcy and what a foreclosure is, and then we'll go ahead and okay. jump right into it. <laughs> yeah. So um, bankruptcies and foreclosures, like I said, obviously those are terms uh, that a lot of folks sometimes can feel uncomfortable talking about, especially, you know, personally. Um, but a bankruptcy is, is when you're in a situation where you've kind of deemed that you can't afford to pay your bills, um, your credit-driven bills. Mm-hmm. And so what you're able to do is is have everything wiped clean, right? So there's two different types of bankruptcies, first off. There's Chapter 7 and Chapter 13. Those are the two um, popular ones, I would say, right? And so what they can do is they could... For individuals. For individuals, correct. Yeah, so uh, one of the bankruptcies, what you can do is they'll wipe everything clean. Um, So they'll essentially pay off your creditors um, on your behalf. Uh, But then what happens is like during a certain amount of time, so a couple of years, you're really not able to establish any credit yourself. Right. You have to just kind of, you know, pay cash, pay whatever your payroll is. You can't establish any type of new credit for a certain period of time. Um, And then after that, then that's when you can go ahead. But it's normally like a two to three year time frame that you're kind of in a situation where you just can't establish any new credit. Right. Um, So that's one type of bankruptcy. The other one is when you actually just get like on a payment plan with all those creditors. So you have like your bankruptcy trustee who will um, get all of your debts, compile them, work out agreements with all the different creditors. And then they'll set you up where you can make monthly payments to make those debts good over a period of time. So um, that's actually the best one, I guess, as far as credit-wise and not having such a negative impact on your credit because you still are the one that's making the payments. Um, it's not just they're wiping everything clean. Um, so that is the one that we, I would say, I wouldn't say advise, but that's the one that I would definitely recommend if you're, put, if you're in a situation where you feel that that's the only option for you is bankruptcy. Um, then that's what it is. And then foreclosure kind of piggybacks off of that as well. Uh, foreclosure is dealing with a home, right? So if you have a mortgage on a home, you purchased a home, and there's been a mortgage established to the home, and you're in a situation where you're not able to make your payments, um, typically after about 90 days, they'll start the pre-foreclosure process where um, you know they'll send you out paperwork and tell you, like, hey, you know, since you're not able to make your obligated payment that you signed on when you, you know, created that note and that, that deed of trust when you purchased the home. That um, to pay. Yeah, that promise to pay. Uh, then we'll have to go ahead and uh, have you leave the home or start the proceedings of going through the foreclosure process where you no longer have ownership of the home and you do have to leave. And so it's kind of an uncomfortable conversation, um, uncomfortable topic, I would say. Um, but it's just a reality. I mean, obviously, there's things that happen. I mean, we've been through a pandemic recently. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen um, to negatively impact folks where they're not able to make their mortgage payment. And uh, those are two of the things that we typically see. Um, so when we're evaluating somebody and someone's applying for a mortgage, 
Um, there's a section on their credit report that we look at, and it'll tell us if there's been any type of bankruptcies, if there's been any type of foreclosures, any short sales, judgments, um, judgments any deed and lose, any collections. It's the der derogatory portion of your credit report. So, um, you know, it's something that we wanted to talk about today just because I feel like it's almost taboo in a sense that a lot of folks don't talk about it. Um, a lot of folks don't know um you know what the different stipulations are on the different time frames on things because for me you know instead of just saying hey i can't pay my bills let's file bankruptcy i think you should you know kind of have a plan right you know kind of say okay right. hey you know well if i want to buy a home uh, in a couple of years then hey i can go this route or i can go this route instead of just just doing something without kind of knowing what the follow-up is after that after you do it right because make when you file for bankruptcy or foreclosure, that's something that can impact you, like I said, for the next three to five years in most cases. So and you have to be um, prepared for that. Yeah, you definitely have yeah. to be prepared for that because that can impact you on several things. I mean, if you're trying to get married or try to buy a car and something had like all mm -hmm. those things could uh, could impact you, you know, if, if you make the decision to do that. So you want to make sure that you understand that, that those things will be impacted and make sure that is the absolute best thing for you to do in that situation. So I know Sophia, she wanted to touch on a couple of um the different like time frames, the different waiting periods that are involved once you do go down that process. Yeah, so I'm gonna start off with your conventional loan product. So with your conventional loan product, if you decide to file a bankruptcy and you decide to uh, file a chapter seven, then there is a uh, four year waiting period after your discharge date. Now I just wanna say something real quick. Like Sophia just said, discharge date that's the most important part i want you to hear right there <laughs> is because and i'll explain what a discharge date is and i'll let you jump back in sophia okay. a discharge date just means that that's when the bankruptcy process has been completed okay. right so when they've discharged the debt that you are you were obligated to pay before you filed bankruptcy right so it's not when you file bankruptcy four years from that point it's actually when the debt has been discharged. So okay. sometimes, I mean, it could be months upon months, even years, years that happen before when you initially, you know, start the uh, bankruptcy process to when the, the debt is actually discharged. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. I just want to make sure people knew that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yep. And then for your Chapter 13, um, it's two years from your discharge date, but it's also four years from your dismissal date. So you want to explain what the dismissal is compared it's just, to the discharge? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, it's just with you filing a different type of bankruptcy, um, the debt is considered dismissed versus being discharged. So it's the same principle. It's just that, like I said earlier, you know, one bankruptcy is where they just discharge all of your debt. The other bankruptcy is when you actually are making um, monthly payments to, you know, it's not what you're obligated to pay that you initially started with, but they'll set up like a payment plan to have you still, you know, in those creditors' eyes, you know, that you're still making good on paying those payments back. Yeah. And so that's where the dismissal part comes into play. And, uh, and another thing that I want to point out is if you start, because I've had somebody recently, um, <clears throat> I've had this happen to them, where on the credit report it shows two different uh, bankruptcies. And they were probably discharged four months apart. Well, if you start that process and then you decide or you don't follow up or you don't finish it and then they dismiss it for you just because you started it it's going to show up on a uh, credit report and then you have to um wait that waiting period so if you're going to start it so if you start it you might as well follow through or don't start it at all because it's going to put you into a situation where you have to abide by these waiting periods exactly and that's why we said i mean 
you shouldn't it shouldn't be a knee jerk reaction on filing no. bankruptcy. I mean, you should really think it through, think, think out through. what your plan is. Yep. And um, and if that's the Speak absolute to your attorney. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get some type of advice for that for sure because like she said, I mean, there's so many different things that it can impact in the future that you want to make sure that this is exactly what's good for you. Mhm. Now with that same loan product we have foreclosures. So Brian went over what the process of what a foreclosure looks like. So if you're in a situation where you're unable to make your mortgage payment and you have been late and have not paid on your mortgage for the past 60 to 90 days, then that's when the lender can go ahead and start the uh, pre-foreclosure, uh, I'm sorry, pre yeah, pre-foreclosure process. And if that process is started and that home is foreclosed upon and the lender takes back takes over that mortgage then there is a seven-year waiting period if you are if your loan product originated with a conventional loan okay then there's something called a short sale so I don't think we actually talked about what a short sale is but ultimately is <clears throat> it's a situation where you you know you're in a predicament where you want to sell the property but maybe the property is not worth the amount that how can i put this that you owe that yeah it's not worth the amount that you owe mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> what happens is is if you want to sell that property whoever is buying it from you they won't they will not lend if it's not worth the amount that the person that's selling owes and so ultimately what ends up happening is both banks have to kind of come to an or the selling bank has to come to an agreement to sell that property at what it's worth, even even though the owner um, owns uh, more than what it's worth. And so if you go through that process before you can purchase another property, there's a four-year waiting period with that conventional loan product. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward, I think um, the VA – home loan program, it's a little less <laughs> restricted as the conventional loan always product. Always is. VA always But this look. is, you know, by far, we've, we've talked about this multiple times. I mean, when it comes to purchasing a home because you serve the country, I mean, you just have the better loan product. And so with this loan product, um, the Chapter 7, there's actually only a two-year discharge. And then if you file a Chapter 13, I mean, you could potentially purchase a home within, you know, after one year. So depending on what your current status is, depending on, you know, how everything went about, depending on your credit scores and everything, they may go ahead and allow you to go ahead and purchase right after um, <clears throat> one year. Yeah, and again, like Sophia 13. said, it's, 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 for Chapter 17, it's two years after your discharge date. So remember, it's the discharge date. And mm -hmm. then, um, as she mentioned, when it comes one to year. Chapter 13, it's one year after the discharge date as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you, if for some reason you had a foreclosure and you, you know, couldn't afford your mortgage and then years later you decide to want to, you, you're ready to buy, maybe your income changed, maybe you got married and I got two incomes in a household, two-year waiting period. Yep. So that's awesome because with conventional, it's seven years. So mm -hmm. with the VA, you only have to wait two years. So like that's I said, I missed my, I should have went to the military, man. I'll tell you that, boy. I almost did. Be, yeah, well, like, I ain't go to, I almost went to the National Guard, so. Yeah, I should have went to the military, man. I'd be uh, way more riskier mm -hmm. than I already am when it comes to finances if I went <laughs> to the military, boy. I feel like they, they got a lot of get-out-of-jail-free cards. They do. They do. And then with a uh, short sale, the VA, I mean, 
if you show zero late payments within the last 12 months, I mean, there is no waiting period. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you can show that you've made on-time payments for the past 12 months, I mean, with a short sale, you, even if you short sold on the property, you can go ahead and make a new purchase. Now, the caveat is with the VA, you have to have the eligibility to do so. Correct. Right? So if you do have a foreclosure or if you do have a short sale, the VA backed you up. So the VA actually paid the lender for your mishap. <laughs> and so, so your ultimately, can yeah, your you entitlement can be penalized for. So what that means is is they have different like loan limits per county. And so the VA determines how much you can be approved for based on the county and based on your eligibility. And so if you have a foreclosure or a short sale, then that means that the VA paid that out for you. So there's amount that you actually owe the VA. Now, if you want to, you know, gain your full entitlement back, I mean, you are more than welcome to pay the VA for what they, for the amount that they helped you with. But let's say you don't, as long as you have enough eligibility to purchase a new home, then you're good to go. Or if you don't, they will make you make a down payment. So um, that's the only caveat to VA. You just have to have the eligibility to do so. Mm -hmm. I'll let you take FHA. Yeah, so FHA, um, if you're going through a Chapter 7 bankruptcy after it's discharged, it's a two-year waiting period. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if it's Chapter 13... It's uh, it's after one year of your discharge date, right? So, again, that's why I said if you're in a situation where you have to file bankruptcy, it's probably better to try to file Chapter 13. If you're able to do so, then Chapter 7, just because, obviously, the waiting periods are a lot less. So it allows you to reestablish yourself as far as us- utilizing credit in a much lesser time frame than Chapter 7 does, right? because yeah, the Chapter 7 ultimately is the one that, that you wipe clean. Correct. And then the Chapter 13 is the one that you've actually made payments with. So Correct. in the eyes of the, of the lender, they're going to steer towards the person who was trying to make the payments themselves. because. Correct. That means that the ability for you to repay your mortgage is higher than Correct. someone who's looking to just um, basically get out, of, yeah. get out of jail free car, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then for FHA, uh, if you go through a foreclosure, uh, it's three years uh, after that foreclosure has uh, been finished. And then uh, for a short sale, it's also three years as well. But if you've been making on-time payments... Um, with that mortgage. So if there have never been any payment mishaps or anything at all mm-hmm. uh, in the last 12 months, um, then, you know, you could actually not have to wait at all. You can purchase something, you know, immediately in that situation. So, again, it rewards you for, you know, being diligent with still making your payment even if you're mm-hmm. going through a tough period. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, with USDA, um, th- this is a government-backed loan just like your FHA and your VA. Um, so for Chapter 7, they actually only uh, – they only uh, require a three-year waiting period from your discharge date. But they also, in conjunction, if you've noticed, I mean, all three of the government-backed programs for Chapter 13, they want to see, they allow you after one year. Mm -hmm. So the conventional loan product has the most restrictions because it's not backed by the government. (laughs) Correct, correct. Now, the foreclosure for the USDA loan product, there's a three-year waiting period. And for your short sale, there's also a three-year waiting period. So um, conventional seems to be 
the more restricted loan product when it comes to your derogatories on your credit. Obviously, we try our best not to have derogatories, right? Yes, we yes. don't want you to um, get into the habit of filing for bankruptcy or, you know, foreclosing on properties or short selling. But we did want to point out that if you are a person that did go through a tough time because it all happens, I mean, life happens, right? And nobody's life is exactly the same. So if you are that person and you've been able to reestablish yourself, things have changed in your life for the better, then there are waiting periods that you're required to um, wait out. But there's possibility for you to purchase a new home in the future. So That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge. Like what Sophia just said, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big thing. We wanted to make sure we had a conversation about you know, the different waiting periods, the different time frames um, that are involved when it comes to those circumstances. Because you'd be surprised. It's a lot of folks who have filed bankruptcy. You know, a lot of folks who've been through foreclosure, been, been had a short sale. You know, I mean, it's, it's something that it happens, right? It's life, but I mean, you can still bounce back from it. And one thing I want to say, I know we take, I think we just talked about it a couple of times. I mentioned the term, get out of jail free card. I mean, that's essentially what it is because when you come out of it, like let's say specifically either one of those, bankruptcy, foreclosure, especially bankruptcy, I'll kind of harp on that more. Um, when you have like negative credit after the bankruptcy, it's hit, it hits your credit score like double, right? So, you know, if you have a late payment and you never had any type of uh, derogatory uh, situation like a foreclosure or a bankruptcy or a short sale, then you, obviously you're going to have a negative impact to your credit, but it's not going to be as big as a negative impact is after you come out of a bankruptcy. So that's why it really is a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like once you come out of a bankruptcy, make sure that you don't overextend yourself. Make sure that you put yourself in a situation where you can pay your bills on time because you don't want to compound that where you're coming out of a bankruptcy and you become late. Then sometimes it's, it's, it's almost... I think I say it's impossible, but it's very, very, very difficult to be able to reestablish yourself again if you do have, um, you know, mishaps or more derogatory uh, credit outs after you've uh, completed a bankruptcy. Either one of those, either Correct. one, chapter thirteen or chapter seven. So yes. I just want to make sure that you, you know, you guys and girls do understand that and um, you know are aware of that. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for our exercise your knowledge answer so earlier in the segment we asked you guys a question related to mortgage and today's exercise your knowledge question was at what age can you purchase a home so i feel like this is great information we're gonna go ahead and drum roll Yep. So the age is what 18 right 18 18 18 i was talking to my buddy yesterday or this morning at the gym, he was telling me his daughter just turned 18, and they were talking about this weekend how they're going to have a, a nice birthday party for him. So I'm like, dang, she can actually buy a house right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So if you are one of those overachievers, because I feel like I was, I've worked um, since I was 16. I started working. I started off at uh, Kids Foot Locker. <laughs> you look like a Kids Foot Locker worker, too. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I know they that's like look. stereotyping like a mug. <laughs> But I remember going, and all my folks from VA can understand, going to Military Circle Mall and, or even Lynn Haven, but mainly Military Circle Mall back then in our, you know, early, early uh, 2000s, man. Like, 
Sophia looks like a person who's at Kids Flocker with the referee stripes on, yep. with the black pants and yep. some and some J's on. It yep. just look you just look like I was that. I was her. <laughs> <laughs> so back when I used to work at Foot Locker, actually the foot, the mall that I worked in, I don't know, this goes way back, but we had uh, Kids Foot Locker. Ladies Foot Locker. Yep, Ladies Foot Locker too. Regular Foot Locker and Champs all mm-hmm. in the same mall. Yeah. We so have an athlete's feet too. Athletes Foot Locker. We had that and finish line. Yeah, finish no, line. we didn't have, no, we athlete, that. that was like in the, in the, uh, the shopping mall. center, center joints, not yeah. in the mall. Yeah. But yeah. finish line was in the mall. Yeah. And um, we would actually work, uh, you could, if you were a Foot Locker employee, you could work all of them except for Champs because our uniforms were different. Yeah. And I think ladies' footlocker uniform was slightly different, but because it was still stripes and you were recognizable, we would just go ahead and work there sometimes. But ultimately, my so favorite two stores. You used to work then? Yeah, oh, okay. sometimes. I, I didn't not... really care for ladies' footlocker, but I did used to work at kids and regular footlocker when yeah. I was needed. But my home was kids' footlocker. Kids footlocker. But okay. Worked there. Um, and then I ended up. Uh, I, I had jobs in between, but longevity jobs. I had. I was at Full Locker, then I went to Victoria's Secret, and then I got into banking. So those were my like jobs that I had over a year. Other jobs that I had, I wasn't there. I mean, <laughs> this is sad to say, but I was starting to be like, yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> like I worked at McDonald's for like a month, and I remember they used to call me and be like, you coming to work today? I'd be like, nah, not today. <laughs> I got a quick. I got a quick story. I know we 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 already been on this for an hour, so I got a quick story about that. So me personally, I didn't get to work in high school at all because I played sports. So every sport I did I, too. I played sports yeah, too. Yeah, every sport I played. I mean, we didn't get out of practice. Practicing until like six, and yeah. so back then I don't know if it was different for where yeah you couldn't Michigan work was. past yeah, like seven thirty. There you go. It was something crazy, but yeah. I didn't work um during the week. I worked on the weekends, and we didn't. When I played sports, we didn't have practice on weekends or games. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, for me. Um, you know, we st- we still had stuff on the weekend. We still had practice. Like when I was in high school, we had a basketball practice on Saturday mornings. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, Especially, like it, coach, if we had a really good game, because games was always Tuesdays and Fridays for the yeah. most part. Obviously, you had some one off different days, but Tuesdays and Fridays. So we had a really good game Friday night. Coach would give us Saturday off, but yeah. you can't. I can't work a job and like be unpredictable and not know that until that night. You know, what I mean, I just wasn't yeah. wasn't in my wasn't able to happen. Right. So anyway, I didn't start working until the summer, right before I went off and played football in college. I'm at a, at a telemarketing job. So I've never worked at, like, any type of manual labor job, any type of <laughs> fast food industry. So I'll never forget when I first got into the mortgage business. This was 2008, right? Uh, and so, you know, obviously that was the time where the market had kind of, like, started to crash, right? And so, you know, the first company I worked for, we got paid once a month. And obviously our job is a commission job, right? So we got paid once a month. So I obviously had to close deals to get paid. And it was, it really taught me how to manage money very well because you would get paid once a month. I would have to pay all my bills for the month that I was in and then also the bills for the month that I was entering, right? Mm-hmm. So times that got tough. Times that got tough. It was a couple months went by. I didn't see no paychecks. I'm like 22. I'm like, look, I need to do something. So my dad, the guy who used to work me out and train me, his um, he knew a person who was like the manager at Boston Market. And I used to like Boston Market. I used to eat Boston Market actually, like I didn't say yeah. all the time, but I used to eat. Like it was, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was the only, food. yeah, it was the only place that like would give you like I would say like a like a, a dinner, like you would actually eat dinner at home, like it would give you that in a fast food setting, right? Yeah. So I never forget it. I, uh, the guy hooked me up with a job, so he was like, yeah, you can come in when you get out of your office from working and mortgage stuff. You can come in here and work from five to nine. I was like, all right, cool, I can do that. That's easy, right? So I get there. 
and I'm in, I'm in there. They showing me how to do everything. They showing me how to cut the chicken. They showing me how to like, you know, put stuff away and all that or whatever. Mind you, I have no experience other than in my house with my parents cooking and cleaning and stuff, right? So this is all like is 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 foreign, but it's not though. I guess you know it's, it's simple, right? So I never forget it. Like we closed, and I ain't trying to tell nobody. We the the restaurant closed at nine o'clock. So at nine o'clock. Like, everybody had to go and clock out. So they showed us clock out. They clocked out. And then right then and there, they're like, okay, we're going to start cleaning up now. And we cleaned up that restaurant from, like, 9 to, like, 10.30, 10.45. So, like, an hour and a half. I mean, we scrubbed. Wait, we y'all did. had to clock out, then clean? That's what I'm saying. Yes, oh, we yeah, did. Nah. So then, so, so, so. And you didn't say that. See, me would have been like, uh, See, but I don't, again, you, wa- you don't know what you don't know. So I'm just like, because everybody did. When they say this. labor? Again, I never worked in this type of environment. I'm, but, I'm but, just, just, you but hear me out. But there's labor just, laws, just, like, on every establishment. Just, but who walks around and looks at the labor me? laws? Okay, that's you. Again, me? you're different from me. You're different from me. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a I couple dollars. I used to be in there like, what's minimum wage? Yeah. Just to make sure they didn't try to play me. Yeah. I didn't, like I said, this is my first day. I'm just all sponge. I'm looking at everybody. If they say at 9 o'clock everybody's doing the same thing, I'm following right. the line. I'm yeah. doing what everybody's doing. So I'm yeah. not questioning anything because I don't know what I'm questioning, <laughs> right? So I just remember us scrubbing and cleaning. And I remember after that joint, I was like, yo, this was hard work. And so I never forget it. Like, the next day, I never forget it. I was eating oodles and noodles. I was at my office doing a mortgage thing. Same thing I'm doing now. And I was like, man, I can't go back there tonight, man. Like, I, I, it just, it's too much. And I remember I called him. I actually called my dad. I was like, dad, I was like, dad, I can't do this no more. He's like, I thought you needed the money. So I was like, dad, I'm just going to grind at my, my day job. Like, I can't, I'm just going to have to find another way. That's funny. He was like, all right. And then so I he, I called up the guy. I did. I hated it because I he, he looked out for yeah. me. And I had to tell him, like, hey, man, it's just not for me. You know what I mean? But that made me work, like, super hard at what I'm doing now. And obviously it, it paid off, yeah. man. But, yeah, I never forget That's that. That's hilarious. Yeah, literally one day. That's the, I, I worked one day. You one worked day. one month at McDonald's. I worked one day at, at Boston Market. I don't even know if they gave me a paycheck. I don't even, I don't even know. But it was, yeah. I literally worked one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember McDonald's then. I yeah. just was like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't <laughs> for me. I think my, my home group, my, be, my very best friend and her sister worked there. Mm-hmm. And so – they used to talk about it like it was lit. You know what I mean? So. No, McDonald's was cool. I would pull up. We had people so. who worked at McDonald's. We would pull up and, like, kick it with them while they was working. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. I just it, that I, was like, I couldn't do it, That was like, we can get you though. a job. And I was like, <laughs> okay, give me a job. So, I, you know, I did it a couple times. And it was funny because my cousin parents, you know, like, they went to cause, – because we got, like, we got family – literally all over the world like i got an aunt in london an aunt aunt in in, um rome two of my uncles still live in um eritrea and you know we just i just got family everywhere so uh my 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 cousin's parents went to germany for the summer (laughs) like they left us the crib Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like who leaves like teenagers the crib right so they left us the house and we we still did what we had to do. Like we still got up and went to work and you know do all did all that stuff. But with McDonald's was like right there by my cousin's house and my parents, they were just like, okay, you you know you you can stay with like my cousins because they were older than me, mm-hmm. but I was still young, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I used to get up, go to McDonald's, and then one day I just was like, man, I'm. Listen, y'all want me to come here at five something in the morning because I would work the breakfast shift. So I'll be gone by ten thirty. I think breakfast was done with, and I would go in, and I would work, 
and then you when you leave McDonald's, you smell like something different. Like <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't said know. You smell like something different. Listen. Oh man. McDonald's might smell good when you roll it up and you get the fries <laughs> and that thing smell good, but when you sitting in it, oh man. You smell like trash. Oh when you my left. gosh, that's crazy. And I used to just you know, like, because back then I wore, you know, my hair kind of similar to this where I would wear it down. And I was like, you could smell it in your hair. Like, you could. I was like, yeah, y'all ain't paying me enough for this. And and Foot Locker was paying me, like, $2 more than women. Because, you know, McDonald's always paid minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. If, and I remember coming in making, like, 5 15 an hour, I think, what I, it was I, back I, then. I can't imagine and that. And I was like, wild. yeah. Yeah, I ain't going today. And I remember they called me, and it was like, so you come to work today? And I was like, no, not today. They, they called me three day, three shifts in a row. I ain't going to say three days in a row. It was three shifts. And the last shift, they was like, the last time they called, they was like, you're not working here no more, are you? I was like, nah, I'm good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and that was it. I never turned in the uniforms because that was a thing. Like, they wanted you to turn. I never yeah. went back. And That's I was wild. like, yeah, this ain't for me. Like, fast yeah. food? Absolutely not. So yeah. then I went off to college. And when I was in college, um, at the time, my boyfriend, he worked at, dang, where did he work? Dang, where did he work? Oh, he worked, like, for a catering company. And so he would, like, have to do, like, evening stuff because it'll be, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I never went to his job, but it would, he would always have to wear, like, the white shirt with the black pants and the tie and the vest. Yeah, yeah, they probably had, they yeah. Probably had events in the evening yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So he would do that. And so I used to be, a, I used to be bored because he was at work, so I was, like, let me go work at Victoria's Secret. I mean, that looked pretty nice. Like, they look like they, they got a suit on. Like, I just went there because they dressed nice. So I went, got the job. I worked there for, like, a couple and where, years. And where, 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 where we, we went down a rabbit hole. Where, we, what are you even, where are we even talking about right now? Oh, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about jobs, our, our resume. Like, what are yeah, we going so with this? <laughs> so we're talking about the fact that you could be 18. Okay. To, okay. to, to purchase right, a home. Right, cool, so anyway, cool, cool, so cool, cool, I worked. Cool. At these jobs when I was 16, 17. So had I got done with that and then went right into banking and became a full-time worker right away, because when I went and started working for uh, J.P. Morgan, I was still working part-time. But let's say I jumped in. I was I was literally 18 and or 19 or something like that. And I went into full-time work, didn't even think about going to college, and felt like I just wanted to work. I could have bought a house. Yeah. Right off the bat, that's ultimately where we was going with yeah, this. Yeah. So if you are one of those yeah, overachievers, yeah, knowledge right? is power. Like you, if you yeah. you didn't know what you didn't know, you know what I mean. So now that you know, now yeah. we put it out there. I mean, obviously, it's something I yeah. definitely recommend trying to buy something early, especially, especially if you already be living on your own. Especially, you know? you know, like in high school, a lot of high schools nowadays, you have the opportunity. There's some students who don't who know that college is not for them, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say they want to learn a trade. Yeah. Sometimes you learn a trade early. Mm -hmm. So if you decide that you want to learn a trade and you get out of high school and you start making real money, which can happen, right, mm -hmm. you could definitely purchase a house for yourself and get your portfolio started early. So, That's right. That's 100% yeah. right. All right. So what we got coming up, I know for us today we got Laura's event. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to pop in there. I don't know if I'm going to pop in there at the same time as you because our schedules are different, but I'll definitely try to go and support her. 
Um, I know that uh, you, ha- I have a my chiropractic ap- appointment tomorrow, and then I got like crazy meetings next week. So next week is going to be jam packed, and we'll have a lot to talk about in next week's podcast. What about you? Yeah, I got um, my son has his last game of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, he's definitely progressed a lot in basketball, so that should be fun. Um, I also uh, something I've been kind of keeping under wraps, but I mean it's still you know, in the beginning phases of it. But me and my buddies, the guys always mention, we're um, we're in the process of opening up a cigar lounge. Oh, that's um, Yeah, yeah. So in that same area, in that Summit Point area, uh, we've been talking to the folks there. And, um, you know, we have a location that we're pretty much nailed down. We want to we want to get. So, uh, you know, we're kind of just finalizing all the stuff, making sure we do our due diligence, man. But, yeah, hopefully by the end of this year, uh, we'll have a cigar lounge in that Summit Point area, which is considered a downtown Chesapeake. And we nice. think it's going to be a – Think it'll be a really good opportunity. We don't feel like anyone out there has a, a cigar lounge like how we're gonna have it. I mean, mm-hmm. you have places where you can kind of come and smoke cigars, but not like the experience that we want to put yeah. um, out there for folks, man. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's something that's really, really, uh, really occupied a lot of my mind recently. Um, I'm always thinking about real estate and mortgage, so this is kind of like taking some of that off yeah. a little bit, which is pretty it's cool, different. man. Yeah. So it's a little different, but it's you know I'm definitely gonna go. I'm um, 100% at it, so you know we'll see. I'll love, love to keep you. Keep you I'll be mentoring the um, NSU student, North okay. State University. So I had someone give me a call and ask me if I would allow somebody to shadow me and kind of walk them through my day, and then possibly talk to them about how to become a homeowner. So okay, that's yep, fine. that's coming up this week. Um, cool. Hopefully, it'll happen on Tuesday. I that was the day that I gave um, the students. So okay. just waiting on them to uh, respond back. So that is exciting because I'm always out here looking to teach somebody something, you know? Absolutely. So you always know that we like to uh, leave the podcast on a positive note. And so we always give you guys the quote of the day. So today's quote of the day is being broke is hard. Being wealthy is hard. Choose your heart. Yeah. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. So yeah. you... Each one of them is hard. We work hard. Our days are jam-packed. We got families. We got kids. Being broke is hard. Not yeah. knowing where your next meal is going to come from. Everything's hard. So you just need to choose which heart is, is for you. There you go. Yeah. I <laughs> so, can't. I have nothing, nothing to add about that. She said, <laughs> said it right. Yep. So that's all the time that we have for you today. Please follow us on um, IG and Facebook. Mine's, of course, is SKB underscore mortgage. Yep. And mine is Brian underscore Royster, B-R-Y-A-N underscore R-O-Y-S-T-E-R. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week.